I'd just returned from my noontime luncheon expedition when I heard the ruckus in the other room. Cripes, what is it this time? I asked Margie, who was already charging through the Johnny Burger and fried onion rings I'd brought her. Just another dead body, I suspect, she said, shaking her head. A piece of onion went swishing off into eternity. I left my roast beef melt and iced tea where they wouldn't damage any of our stock and snuck into the adjoining suite, the primo dealer's display area. The crowd was thickest at the back, where the last word was located, but I couldn't tell what was happening there. So I pushed my way through the throng, shoving aside fans and authors alike, until I could see the focus of their attention. Finally, I spotted Cortland Frederick Van Nolan, affectionately known to his enemies as Freddy the Cur. He had no friends. Leaning precariously back against both chair and wall, his rotund belly resting on the edge of the table that featured his display of vintage paperbacks. It looked for a moment that he was sporting a particularly long pen in his left pocket, but it was actually stuck through his pocket. A crimson flower was already staining the garish Hawaiian motif of his shirt. He was quite undeniably dead, poor old Fred, and no one seemed to care very much either. Well, I guess someone finally wrote him out, the well-known writer Noel G. Person said chuckling at his semi-witticism. Person wrote, if one can actually apply the word to such an irrepressible hack, bodice rippers as Michaela Sturgis, SF space operas as Cosmo Lund, and serial killer thriller chillers as Patterson Bates. Yes, they certainly canceled his subscription, the horror writer Brad Garner said. He had it coming, Levi Barton said. His dealer's table was located in the second room, the same one where I'd planted my flag. What's that in his left hand? Someone else asked. Then I noticed a slim piece of paper protruding from between the dead man's clasped fingers. I looked at it more closely, but although I could tell it was a book of some sort, I couldn't make out the details. Why, it's the Bantam L.A. Burroughs, Barton said, all permeating his voice. And no wonder, he was speaking of a bibliographic rarity issued by the short-lived company Bantam Books of Los Angeles, not to be confused with the present publisher of that name. The West Coast Bantam was founded in 1939 and produced a short series of slim 100-page paperbacks that sold for a dime through vending machines. It had fallen victim in 1943 to the World War II paper shortages and a decided lack of imagination in its cover designs. All of the Bantam L.A. editions were rare, but the Edgar Rice Burroughs short with an illustrated cover in a bridge novel called Tarzan in the Forbidden City was particularly collectible. I'd seen pictures of the book and had sold one or two of the more common edition with the plain text covers, but had never actually encountered the pictorial version in the flesh, so to speak. I heard that a copy had surfaced recently, Tomas Law, one of the organizers of the con, said, but how did Freddy wind up with it? I looked at the book more closely. One of the near corners of the cover was creased. There was something peeking out from inside the pages. I dropped my head a little closer to his hand. What could it be? And then I saw the blue words inked there. I reached out, pulled the tab away from the embracing text around it, and pocketed it. I finally knew. I knew without a doubt who'd killed Freddy the Cur, Lissa, the boa constrictor Boaz, and Brody Richard, the O-Man, Demean. But who could ever prove it?